add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. Folks, the ageing process is the most natural thing in the world. We all get older, but it can present all kinds of challenges to us, with our physical, mental and emotional health all affected. It's easy to feel anxiety over this. We all do, whether we like to admit it or not. But there are many ways in which we can grow old gracefully and adopt a newfound confidence in our middle age and later years. I'm delighted to be joined by hotelier and television presenter, author of eight books, Francis Brennan, who has quite literally written the book on this subject. It's called Age is Just a Number, and Francis is here this week to give us some really simple and practical day-to-day advice on just exactly how we might go about aging a little bit better. Francis, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, Carl. Nice to be here. I'm delighted. Yeah, and I'm in great form and great health, thanks be to God. Although, although, um, as things go, I, I did get a, two frights in the recent years, right? One is I'm type 2 diabetic. Okay. Which left me breathless because I didn't even know, all yeah. right? And, and I asked the doctor, how come I, I didn't, I never smoked and I never drank and, you know, I worked hard and I, I never had too much weight. He said it was just unusual that I get type 2 diabetes. But anyway, we're on top of it very well and we're all going well. And then, that last, not last Christmas, Christmas before, I was in Sligo and we went walking with the dog, which I, would, I don't have a dog, but my sister has a dog, so we went walking with the dog. And on the walk, I thought, Oh, I'm I'm out of breath. And there was like no hill involved. It was just walking mm-hmm. like along the seashore. It was at night time. And the next, I thought that's only in my mind. The next day I thought, we'll, we'll see what happens now. But the next day it was the same. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. In early February, they gave me a stent. Which oh, wow. again, Yeah, which again left me in a situation thinking, what, a stent? You know, like that to me is like end of life sort of stuff. <laughs> but it just shows you, you know, as I, as I lived... I had no idea. So it's very important that people listen to their bodies and understand things as we go through life. I was just going to say that. And it's also important that when you do notice something that's slightly out of normal, such as being when you were out of breath, go to the doctor and get a check. Don't do the Irish male thing of just sit at home and you know pretend it didn't happen. Address it and go and seek advice. Absolutely. The most important thing is to go to your doctor and tell them what you feel is the problem. We all know our own bodies. And if they see a spot that might be caused by sun, or you have a headache, or whatever it might be, see the doctor and tell him what it is. He'll get you checked out, and then you'll be happier yourself too. So the book, Age is Just a Number, uh, it's really important for the country. We have to age better, uh, and we need to age better. And for you, it is literally that, isn't it? It's an attitude. It's just a number. It's a, it's an approach to aging, which is the most important thing to change in your mindset. Absolutely. Um, there's no reason to start crying because I'm 70 this month, if you know what I mean. Because you just have to get, time moves on, you just have to get on with it. The biggest fright I got, I remember, about 15 years ago, I was down in Marbella and we were walking, uh, going out for dinner at night. And you know when you go along the street, there's these youngsters handing out cards for the nightclubs, two for one or whatever it is, I don't know what it is, right? 
Now, it was a long time since I'd been in a nightclub, so it didn't worry me. But all of a sudden, nobody gave me a coupon. (laughs) (laughs) This is true now. And that was the first time in my life I thought, oh, I must be getting old. I'm not getting coupons (laughs) on the street. (laughs) But small little things like that do give you kind of a little click in your head that sort of says, "Uh uh-oh, you know, you're moving on, Francis, you're moving on. Tell me, what does aging well mean to you then? Or, you know, or, or growing older gracefully. What does that mean to you? You've written a book all about it, but give us the, the bones of what it means in your mind. You have to keep your mind active. You have always to be learning all the time. You know, and your greatest resort in that area are your nieces and nephews who are in their teens. Keep in touch with them. Talk to them. Uh, tell them that you don't understand this. I mean, I do it myself on the phone. Oh, Rachel, how do I get rid of this thing? She just ding, 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 and just shows you exactly what to do. And all of a sudden you have, you know, she's thrilled because she's helping you. And you're thrilled because you're with your niece or nephew and they're helping you also. So it's very important that you keep ahead of technology and deal with the younger people and keep the mind active. And of course, for you, you've been surrounded by people all of your life. So do you credit the hotel with keeping you young as you've got older? Yeah, definitely. Well, in the hotel business, we recruit every year, as you can imagine, all right? And we have students from colleges and all the rest. And I go to all the colleges and I do chats and then I look for staff. So I would be in touch with younger people, probably a lot more than others. Even like even the technology industry would have people in their 30s. Well, I'd be dealing with people in their 18 to 20, in, in just starting hotel school or whatever it might be. So I would be in touch with them all the time. And I've always kind of like even years later, I say to them, well, how did you get on with that? They say, how do you remember that, Mr. Reynolds? I said, oh, well, I just remember that you were going for a, a job in Microsoft or whoever it might be. And I say, did it work out? And how did you get on? So keeping in touch with people is, and the mind active is the important thing. And physical health then is crucial as you get older. How do you manage that? Do you have a, a go-to routine that you do? Do you find it's a battle each week or each month to, to stay on top of it? And what do you do? Yeah, well, I'm not a gym man. I, don't th- I was never in the gym in my life. Sorry, Carla, I know it's your business. But <laughs> I'll that. I'm not a gym man, okay? But I'm up and down the stairs 15 times a day, okay, at least, which is all, all good steps. But I'll talk about steps nowadays. Have you done your steps? Well, I think I've done the steps all my life. And I do watch my diet. I'm always very careful. Now, particularly now, but I always, my mother said when I was a two-year-old child, I'd say, no, I don't need the biscuit because I'm not hungry. She, she always used to think, God, how could you just say that? I was always like disciplined in relation to food. So I would watch my diet very much, okay? And I walk and swim quite a bit, which I, which I think is very good for exercise all, all over. But I'm not a gym buddy, no. And what do you say to people who are turning 70 and who are afraid to exercise? They might have arthritis or they might have a bad back or whatever. And, you know, they will, obviously by sitting more, they're going to become less active and age faster. What do you say to them listening in? Well, I have a great friend in, the, uh, in Dublin who, when he gets, he's the same age as I am, and when he's getting out of the chair, he goes, oh. <laughs> now, I look at him every time, I think, what are you at? You are making yourself old. I make it a point uh, when I'm on the sofa or on the chair. When I get out, I don't touch. I just get up from the sitting position. But I just do that automatically. When I'm in the car, is that people think I'm nuts, probably. But I pull my tummy in and out, like maybe 20 times, driving along from Dublin to Kerry, I might do, might do it three times, 20 in and outs, which keeps 
my tummy muscles tight. I always think maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're, done- you're, you're absolutely right. That 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 chair test or that you spoke about, and actually for anyone listening in, yeah. it is a really good test of your aging health. You should be able to get up out of this uh, a sofa or a chair without using your hands. And if you can do that, we know that you're going to age better because you're stronger, your muscles are stronger, your glutes are stronger, your core is stronger. And it's a very, and I actually did that recently with some people and they couldn't get out of the chair without putting yeah. their hands on the side of the chair to push up off the chair. Well, I automatically make myself get out of that chair and not touch it. So it's a very simple thing. And most people have a car and they're driving. Just pull your tummy in and out. It'll help all the muscles down there. So simple things. You don't have to go to the gym. Sorry. But, you know, and you do, you could do those simple things yourself. And walking is a big thing for you. We, we, you. You've mentioned it several times. You find that really beneficial for your physical and for your mental health as well, I presume. Well, it's great because what I love about walking is I, I watch everything. I watch the ditch. I watch the houses close by. I watch a new car in your car in your avenue. I see the children coming home, three cars at the weekend. So I'm always like oh, uh, uh, no, noticing things as I go along. But I enjoy a good walk and I try to get in a mile to a mile and a half every day at least. Let's chat about age-related anxiety. So some people get anxious as they get older, whether they may have to retire from work, they may have to make changes, they may have to downsize their house. As you get older, people like to change less and less, don't they? And they get quite anxious about that. I always remember my dad. Um, my, my father was ill for 17 years. I had emphysema and found it hard to get around. And he came to Kerry, must have been very early 80s because he died in 88 and he wasn't well at all for the last five years of his life. So it must have been 83, 84. And he just found it all too much. The sink wasn't in the right place. The bed was higher or lower than his bed at home. The, the, the water was different. Everything was just a chore. And he said to me when he was going, he says, I'm never leaving. I'm never going away again. And I, I, that was sad because I, I, I knew what he meant. It, wasn't, it was just that he just liked to be at home. But, you know, um, well, people, people in good health can get like that too. You get a bit in, inverted, you know, sort of say, I'm, I'm not going out into the real world because but for whatever reason. So the best thing for old people is to talk, talk, talk. Talk to your children if you're married and have children. Talk to your friends. If you have a problem, talk to your doctor. The more talk you do, the better your head will be. Okay, so that concept of talk therapy, which is just, you know, a problem shared is a problem have. Just talk it out. And that'll help you overcome the issues with change that you may have or the fears you may have around change. Well, if you, if you, expl- if you talk to somebody about your fear, you know, they're going to say, are you out of your mind? Or wait till I tell you what you should do for that. Or see the doctor, he'll, he'll prescribe something to get you over it. So there are, when you talk to somebody, there's more in the circle and then you get more information. It's quite logical in a lot of ways, but people just don't do it. Chat to me about, I suppose, with, with you know, with yourself in terms of work. You've worked all your life. You're, you know, you're turning 70 now, but presumably things are going to slow down a little bit. Does that, scare, uh-huh. does that scare you? Are you worried about that? No, not at all. I, I, <laughs> well, I, maybe I'm just lucky. I, sorry, I do consider myself very lucky. First of all, I have a TV career with Dr. Service and the travel shows. They haven't been around for some time because of COVID and all that, but we'll probably go back to them in time. We are filming at the moment for At Your Service for next year, for 84. Or nine, what year is next year? 24. And um, we are filming for that for next year. Okay, that keeps me busy, all right? Uh, I'm writing another book. It'll be the ninth, Carl. You'll have to hurry along Francis, there. You're, you're putting me to shame here, Francis. <laughs> I am in the midst of that at the moment, all right? And um, and then I travel quite a bit, you know, and I still travel for the hotel because there are trade shows around the world which necessitate an attendance by somebody, and I will still do that. So I am a busy person. I, I, I find that people look for my diary and they say, what about this? Now, come this the launch of this book, 
like I have 17 things in the diary from radio shows to book clubs to um, festivals, like all over the place. Up, I'm in Donegal and I'm in Galway and I'm in Tipperary and I'm, in, I'm, I'm all over. So like, you make yourself busy and that's grand. It keeps you going. Yeah. And that's part of that, that healthy aging concept is that you're not alone. You're making yourself busy. You're making yourself interact with people. You're giving yourself projects to work on and things to work on. And for people listening in, that is important as you get older. You need a purpose to get out of bed and get out of the house. It's all about a purpose. Even if it's only to walk down the road and bring Mrs. Smith a, a brown cake of bread that you baked, to, to be just to be nice. Do you know what I mean? So it's important that you keep your contacts alive. You keep the head active and you don't dwell on being alone or maybe I get depressed or everything. So get up and get out. There's no excuse. No messing with Francis Brennan. I love it. Um, chat to me about mindful aging and then the impact that mindful aging can have on us. Yeah. Um, well, that's part of what we were speaking about before. Mindful, keep your head alive, keep your thoughts out there. Share with people. Don't be afraid to say to somebody, listen, I'm not feeling great today and I don't know why. But be, be honest with yourself as well as being honest with everybody else. And that is a great way to get through a lot of the mindful things that cause people problems, depression and kind of old age and all the other things. Like you can talk yourself out of anything and if you talk with a friend, you're sure to get some little hook to hang on to. And what about uh, reflection as you get older? I think people do that, certainly from their 40s onwards and certainly at 50s and 60s on on, on, on on. And it is important to have a good relationship with your, your younger self, isn't it? And to have some compassion around your younger self or in decisions you may have made when you were younger. Yeah, don't look back and say, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. I have a good, I have a good story about like looking back and what could have happened, right? I was working in Park Nassil in the hotel in Alderina Kerry, the Great Southern. It was a great southern hotel at the time, right? And the chief of Hilton Hotels came with his family to stay a man by the name of Edwards. Of course, I thought, well, I want to talk to that fellow before he leaves because maybe he'll get me a job in America. Okay. So we had a little chat and he says, send me your CV. There's my card and we'll see what we can do. So I sent the CV and he wrote back that he was putting me in touch with a man by the name of Benny Martin, who was a head honcho for, for Hilton in, um, uh, where was it? in Chicago. So when Benny writes to me to say, was I anything tomorrow, Brennan from Sligo, because he had taken her to a dance on the bar of his bike in Ballantore a hundred years before. <laughs> so I had an in already, so I was lucky. Anyway, that was fine. So it was progressing grand. Everything was great. And then we had the poster strike before you were born. We had a poster strike for six months, right? Now, in Parkers Hill at the time, also, the phones were all push in. You know, you had to connect. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the old PABX was called. So you had to connect the, your, the outside call to the room upstairs by two wires, all right? So anyway... There was no post because it was on post, we were on strike, and there was no phone calls. So six months later, the post arrived, which is a ton of a big bag, you can imagine. And we ended up, I got my letter from the American Embassy to say, please come on the 11th of February. This was the middle of May now, on the 11th of February, to apply for your visa because they had done all the paperwork in America. And I was just, it was just to say, hello, I am. And they would give me that. So, of course, I didn't hear until May. So I wrote to them to say, hello, what about this? And they said, sorry, you come on the 11th. February and you get the visa, you don't come, you don't get the visa. Now, I often look back and think, if I had got the visa and had gone to America, how would life have gone? Would I be the head of Hilton Hotels or would I be the head of Four Seasons Hotels or would I be a general manager in Milwaukee in a small hotel out on the periphery of a desert or wherever it might be? So, you know, I, I, I only laugh about that, but I tell people that story because you're not to dwell on the fact that I didn't go to America, so all oh, poor me. 
I went to Kerry and I had a fantastic life. And I'm not a bit sorry. Love it. So yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So that that, but that compassion is crucial because a lot of people do that, don't they? They look back with with regret and negativity and uh, depression's a bit strong, but it becomes a bigger thing than in their lives because they, neg- they 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 negatively reflect upon it. Yeah, they they look back and say, "I should have done this," or "I should have done that." There's no point when you're 65, 70 years of age looking back when you're 18 and saying, oh, I should have gone to America, but I didn't. Because there's no, it's not going to get you anywhere now. You are where you are today and get on with it. Even on the Zoom as we're chatting, yeah, I'm in a t-shirt and a pair. Well, actually, I'm in a pair of trousers, which is rare. I got very dressed up for this interview. Uh, but you're sitting there all dressed up. And that sense of style is really important to you, isn't it? And it is part of that healthy aging is keeping that sense of... Of, of style and of, of not showmanship, but just the, the pride in how you look. Well, I've, I've always been in suits and ties. I mean, I don't even notice. I get up in the morning and I put on a suit and I put on a, or put on a shirt and tie and I put on a suit and I go out go to work because my job is that conservative job, hotel uh, owner, owner or manager, whatever it is, and you kind of have to present yourself in the right way. I remember 20 years ago, a, a young assistant I had working for me, an awfully nice lad, all right, arrived in, in a pair of red socks under his suit, right? Well, I nearly had a stroke because I thought, <laughs> well, you can't do that. You have to wear grey or black socks. You can't come in in red socks. And he said, why? I said, because we're, cre- we're projecting an image of, at the time, Victorian hotels. We've gone more, much more modern in the last number of years now. But at that time, we were projecting an image. And you can't be wearing red socks because that doesn't fit the image. If you said that now, you'd be in the law court. <laughs> no. Anyway, the same young fella has been on brilliant in life, so maybe the red socks thing helped him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for you know, for, it is it for your your mental health and your pride about you. It is important to keep that up, and and it's also a hobby or an interest. You have an interest in clothes and in, in fashion, and for people, it is important to have an interest or a hobby. Yeah, no, very much. Um, but I, I I'd always wear this, even like. When I'd be off duty, I'd nearly be wearing the suit at times, all right? So I have to kind of force myself into a sweater and a pair of jeans. I'm, I, I, and I kind of think, oh, I'm like, am I going to meet anybody that this matters to today? So I have to kind of watch that I just kind of, where am I going? Where part am I doing for the scene? And you know, it's just easier than all that worry about who, hot, white, when, or may. Get into the suit and off you go. So I wear a suit. Let's chat about finances then. So something that people will worry about as they get as they get older, presumably, will be their finances. And it's a very um, rational uh, worry and rational concern. They may be trying to help their children out. I was listening to something on the radio yesterday about people remortgaging their houses to get equity for their children to buy a house. But that financial people, uh, financial component is an aspect of aging that people mentally may struggle with. Absolutely true. Now, I have a bit in the book about remortgaging your house and taking the money. That sounds marvellous at the time, but it could become a nightmare later on because it's compound and it's interest on interest on interest on interest. That's the bit where it goes astray. And people, you know, looking for maybe 50,000 out of a house at Falls Bridge is nothing. But the compound element of it is quite big when the time comes, right? So you just have to be careful. I do point that out to people in the book. Just be careful about what you want to get out of what you're doing. Because if you do the wrong thing, it's going to cause trouble down the line. But, yeah, I mean, the Irish pension, my mother died at 97, all right? And she said that the Irish pension was terrific. She found that she could live quite comfortably. Now, to be honest, I think we paid our BHI and we paid our car insurance, if I'm not mistaken, all right? That the family. So that took the big things out of our life, you know? But when I was coming to a pension age, which I was 66, all right? This is a very good story, all right? Um, 
I was I was at a trade show in the RDS. I used to work for Specsavers as an audio uh, ambassador. I was on their stand, right beside you, was the department of, and there was two nice girls there, and I was chatting away with them, and they were in the pensions department. Oh, God, I'm coming very close. So she gave me her card, and I phoned her maybe eight or six, eight or ten months later. I said to her, listen, um, I'm in a situation here where I'm ready to go on the uh, pension. Oh, yes, she says, and I said, what do I do? Well, she says, we'll send you out uh, uh, a sheet, an Excel sheet on your life in the in the PRSI system, all right? And you will then uh, work on that and then we go forward. So she sent me out the thing maybe two weeks later and three years are missing, say like uh, 1979 and 1984 and 87. Three years are missing out of all. I started PRSI in 72, so it was three years missing. So I phoned her up and said, what are these missing? She says, Oh, she says, yeah, she says, we haven't any uh, reports on those. I said, well, that's unusual because I said I was never out of a job. Well, she says, we don't make mistakes. I said, oh, that's fine. I said, leave it with me. So I rang my great patchy and my wonderful, wonderful accountant in Cork, who is retired, but still has everything under his fingertip. I said, Pat, this, this, and this years are missing. I just don't see that they're not missing. So anyway, within an hour, he came back to me with the two of the three years, all right? with a copy of the P45, I don't know, P35 it's called, the end of the year return. He says, there they are. He says, and the other one is in storage in Kenmare, so I'll get that for you when I go down. It's, that's fine. So when I rang, I emailed the girl the thing, this is now within a day, the two of them, and I phoned her then, and I said, and you got those? Yes, yes. And listen, she says, don't go looking for the third year because you have 100% coverage in the two years that you sent me, so there's no problem. I said, can I just ask a question? I said, what was the problem going to be? I said, after all the years I've worked, I said three years, which is you didn't have enough um, stamps. um, Yeah, stamps. Mm. The stamps in those days, you're right. So I said, all right. I said, and and what would that have made a difference to my pension? Oh, she says, nothing at all. Not. She says, stop, nothing at all. I said, no, hold on. How much would it have been different? She said, "Uh, about four or five euros a week. I said, you know something? My mother lived until 97, I said. And four or five years a week from from 66 years of age to 97 is over £8,000. And, you know, I said, five euros at the time, which was true. I said, five euros a week, I buy you two pounds of butter. So I'm delighted I found that thing and that you didn't make mistakes. She died laughing, of course. But can you imagine when she went off the phone saying, Dick, wait, they'll tell you about your man in Kenmare. That was to, was to worry about the difference of euro between four and five of his pension. You were the chat. But, you were the chat of the canteen that day. That's for sure. As as ever, Francis, it's been great to catch up with you. The new book looks fantastic. Age is just a number, and it's in bookstores nationwide. We'll catch up in person very, very soon. It's good to chat to you, and the very best of luck with the book, folks. As ever, you know where we are. It's Carl Henry PT on Instagram, Real Health at Independent That is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I really hope that you enjoyed it, and we'll catch up very, very soon. Slongo folks.